Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, The Illustration of Justification, Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week, we learned here we are in the New Testament reading about something that cohesively demonstrates that the subject of righteousness is a single subject that did not change over time as some today believe. We learned further that the argument is to be regarded as addressed, particularly to a Jew. This is to show him that no new doctrine was advanced. What was now in the New Testament remained unchanged as far back as Abraham, and now is being used as an object of demonstration. As one can see, the tradition of Jewish circumcision does not add or subtract from spiritual justification or righteousness. For as we can see, Abraham was justified by faith before he was traditionally circumcised and before the giving of the law. Clearly, the Jewish tradition of the day, circumcision, is not the issue here. For subject clarity, we want to see that circumcision has nothing to do with being spiritually justified or found righteous. No human physical act or act of sacrifice can make any man or woman. To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled The Illustration of Justification, Part 1, hosted on January 7th. This week, our study is titled The Illustration of Justification, Part 2. Our scripture reads, So even David himself speaks regarding the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord will never count sin. Is this blessedness, then, for the circumcision or also the uncircumcision? For we say, faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it credited to him? Was he circumcised at the time or not? No, he was not circumcised, but uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised, so that he would become the father of all those who believe but have never been circumcised, that they too could have righteousness credited to them. And he is also the father of the circumcised, who are not only circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham 
possessed when he was still uncircumcised. From Romans chapter 4, verses 6 through 12. Genesis chapter 15, verse 6 is a cross-reference to our first verse in Romans chapter 4, verse 6. Notice Genesis 15, verse 6, which reads, Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord considered his response of faith as proof of genuine loyalty. From Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. From this cross-reference, we learn that Abraham believes that the Lord is able to raise life from his already dead body and from the barren and now also dead womb of Sarah. That faith is reckoned to him as righteousness. This truth, that righteousness before God is obtained by faith, is repeated three times in the New Testament. Abram is declared righteous. His trust in God, that is faith, is answered by God with the awareness that he may and can be in God's presence. Abram's faith does justice to God. It does justice to whom God is. The point is not so much that he believes in God, that he believes that he exists, but that he believes God, that he believes in what God says, that he will do what he says. On this basis, God justifies Abram and convinces him in his heart that there is nothing that hinders of being with God. Abram trusts God on his word, while the external circumstances show the opposite. In Romans chapter 4, this is extended to all who believe. Now, not for his sake only was it written that it was credited to him, but for our sake also, to whom it will be credited as those who believe in him, capital H, who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead who was delivered over because of our transgressions, and was raised because of our justification. We read here that whoever believes in God, who raised up the Lord Jesus from the dead, who was delivered over because of our transgressions, and was raised because of our justification, is justified by God. That is, declared righteous. Righteousness means being able to be in the presence of God without charge, completely free, and in accordance with the right, without any fear of condemnation. From King Comments Commentary on the Whole Bible. We should first notice this passage. From King Comments. Abram's faith does justify to God. It does justice to whom God is. The point is not so much that he believes in God, that he believes that he exists, but that he believes God, that he believes in what God says, that he will do what he says. On this basis, God justifies Abram and convinces him in his heart that there is nothing 
that hinders of being with God. Abram trusts God on his word, while the external circumstances show the opposite. In that passage, the last sentence is the whole point to what is being said to us. Abram trusts God on his word, while the external circumstances show the opposite. We really need to come to grips with the fact that we need to trust God always, regardless of what the very present circumstances show the situation to be. We trust God. We trust His Word, the Bible, while the external circumstances show the opposite of what we presently are quite sure of in our own sight. Digging deeper, let us look into our reference verses referred to us by King Comments. We were told, This truth that righteousness before God is obtained by faith is repeated three times in the New Testament. Romans chapter 4, verse 3, Galatians chapter 3, verse 6, James chapter 2, verse 23. Followed by relevant commentary passages, these verses read, For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. From Romans chapter 4, verse 3. This commentary passage opens with the commentator referring to himself. I have examined all the passages and, as the result of my examination, have come to the conclusion that there is not one in which the word is used in the sense of reckoning or imputing to a man that which does not strictly belong to him, or of charging on him that which ought not to be charged on him as a matter of personal right. The word is never used to denote imputing in the sense of transferring or of charging that on one which does not properly belong to him. The same is the case in the New Testament. The word occurs about 40 times. See, Smidius Concord and in the similar signification. No doctrine of transferring or of setting over to a man what does not properly belong to him, be it sin or holiness, can be derived, therefore, from this word. Whatever is meant by it here, it evidently is declared that the act of believing is that which is intended both by Moses and by Paul, from Barnes' New Testament notes. From Galatians chapter 3, verse 6, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Amma. This passage is introduced here by the apostle to show that the most eminent of the patriarchs was not saved by the deeds of the law. He was saved by faith, and this fact showed that it was possible to be saved in that way, 
and that it was the design of God to save men in this manner. Abraham believed God and was justified before the law of Moses was given. It could not, therefore, be pretended that the law was necessary to justification. For if it had been, Abraham could not have been saved. But if not necessary in his case, it was in no other. And this instance demonstrated that the false teachers among the Galatians were wrong even according to the Old Testament. From Barnes, New Testament Notes. Our third verse reads, And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Now Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness, and he was called God's friend. From James chapter 2, verse 23. Abraham was justified before he wrought his work, and therefore that could not be the case or matter of his justification, but only an effect and evidence of it, and that his justification was by faith, or that object which his faith regarded and had to do with was his justifying righteousness. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. At this point, we should be quite sure that Abraham also known as Abram, was saved in God without any human right and or tradition aiding or being the path to such salvation in Christ. Notice what John Gill said. Abraham was justified before he wrought this work, and therefore that could not be the cause or matter of his justification but only an effect and evidence of it, and that his justification was by faith. If Abraham, also known as Abram, was justified by faith, then no human right or act said to produce the same thing does not, in fact, produce justification in Christ. Our Bibles tell us further. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord will never count sin. Our examination of these two verses shows us something very significant. Blessed, happy are they. They are highly favored, whose sins are covered are concealed or hidden from the view on which God will no more look and which he will no more remember. By these words, says Calvin, we are taught that justification with Paul is nothing else but pardon of sin. The word cover here has not reference to the atonement, but is expressive of hiding or concealing, i.e., of forgiving sin, will not impute sin, on whom the Lord will not charge his sins, or who shall not be reckoned or regarded as guilty, 
This shows clearly what the apostle meant by imputing faith without works. It is to pardon sin and to treat with favor, not to reckon or charge a man's sin. From Barnes, New Testament Notes. Notice further, on whom the Lord will not charge his sins or who shall not be reckoned or regarded as guilty. This shows clearly what the apostle meant by imputing faith without works. It is to pardon sin and to treat with favor, not to reckon or charge a man's sin to him, but to treat him, though personally undeserving and ungodly, as though the sin had not been committed. Can you see how huge this is to mankind? Can you see that nothing stands in our way of being God's own except our own reluctance to seek our forgiveness that he so freely forgives when we ask for it? People, it really is that simple for us to regain favor and friendship with God despite the fact we will still sin. Yet, he has provided us a path of forgiveness that transcends our future sinful failures so that all we need to do is ask his forgiveness. These future sins are also forgiven as far as the east is from the west, according to scripture, which reads, For as the skies are as high above the earth, so his loyal love towers over his faithful followers. As far as the eastern horizon is from the west, so he removes the guilt of our rebellious actions from him. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion on his faithful followers. From Psalms chapter 103, verses 11 through 13. Verse 9 in our study text reads, Is this blessedness then for the circumcision or also for the uncircumcision? For we say, faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. The apostle has now prepared the way for an examination of the inquiry whether this came in consequence of obedience to the law or whether it was without obedience to the law. Having shown that Abraham was justified by faith is accordance with the doctrine which he was defending. The only remaining inquiry was whether it was after he was circumcised or before, whether in consequence of his circumcision or not. If it was after his circumcision, the Jew might still maintain that it was by complying with the works of the law, but if it was before, the point of the apostle would be established that it was without the works of the law. Still further, if he was justified by faith before he was circumcised, then here was an instance of justification and acceptance without conformity to the Jewish law. And if the father of the Jewish nation 
was so justified and reckoned as a friend of God without being circumcised, i.e., in the condition in which the heathen world then was, then it would follow that the Gentiles might be justified in a similar way. It would not be departing, therefore, from the spirit of the Old Testament itself to maintain, as the apostle had done, that the Gentiles who had not been circumcised might obtain the favor of God as well as the Jew, that is, that it was independent of circumcision and might be extended to all. From Barnes, New Testament Notes. First, if Abraham was justified by faith before he was circumcised, then here was an instance of justification and acceptance without conformity to the Jewish law. Further, Gentiles who had not been circumcised might obtain the favor of God as well as the Jew. That is, that favor of God was independent of circumcision and might be extended to all, all meaning both men and women, both Jew and Gentile. This passage in Scripture thus closes this study this way. How then was it credited to him? Was he circumcised at the time or not? No, he was not circumcised, but uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised, so that he would become the father of all those who believe but have never been circumcised that they too could have righteousness credited to them. And he is also the father of the circumcised, who are not only circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham possessed when he was still uncircumcised. The bottom line here is that no human right or righteous action can save us except our own sincere willingness. Abraham was saved in Christ before his Jewish traditional circumcision and before the giving of the law. This means that no human rite or ceremony can put us on the pathway to the right relationship with God. We need to have our sins forgiven by him as far as the eastern horizon is from the west. Are you willing to merely ask God for your forgiveness and to be saved by Him from the results of a sinful life? If your answer to that question is yes, then listen to our second episode titled, How to Be Saved. A direct link to this episode is found in our episode notes on any podcast episode platform we have posted. Next week, we continue our series. It is titled, The Illustration of Justification, Part 3. To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. 
All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens or spaces in unchurched. Also, because we are on a very secure European server, be sure you type the lead HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash as it is required. Be sure you include it in any bookmark you make. This will prevent security load errors. Our site is mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant. Our site also has links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.